fait j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner Pour te, te demander Allo quelque chose quoi Okay, well, thank you to Zap Mama for Allo, Allo, and Allo to all of you listening out there, whether on the radio or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week, and I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. The Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater and the Harbor Stage Company are collaborating to present Harold Pinter's play Betrayal, inspired by Pinter's own seven-year extramarital affair with BBC presenter Joan Bakewell in the 1960s. Betrayal chronicles an affair between Emma and Jerry, the first, the best friend of Emma's husband Robert and best man at their wedding. Over nine short scenes in 90 minutes, a myriad of betrayals among the three are revealed. Legendary playwright Harold Pinter's story of the illicit affair that unfolds in reverse, from the end of a marriage to the first forbidden spark, is filled with poetic dialogue, rich humor, and powerful emotions. And you can find out more about that, get times and tickets at what.org or harborstage.org. And do check out my review of Betrayal at ptowney.com. Books may be getting banned in other places, but this weekend the Provincetown Library brings books, authors, and thought together for the 7th Annual Provincetown Book Festival. Celebrating the power of words to change the world and literacy to change lives, the Provincetown Book Festival is an annual weekend of programs that support the culture of books, writing, and reading in Provincetown. Festival programs emphasize conversations between authors, discussions with the audience, and other collaborative forms. And the best news is everything is free. You can check it out at provincetownbookfestival.org. At the Provincetown Theater, Casa Valentina is back by popular demand. 10 performances only, only runs through October 1st, so this is your weekend to get there. Wednesday through Saturday at 7 p.m., Sunday at 2 p.m. The critically acclaimed Casa Valentina, the latest provocative and hilarious Broadway play written by the Tony Award-winning icon, is at provincetowntheater.org. That's theater with an E-R dot org. And in Provincetown, this is Mates Leather Weekend, priding itself on being one of the most diverse and inclusive leather festivals. And you can find out more about that at matesleatherweekend.com. And coming up next, my guests today are from Cape Rep's upcoming one-woman show, Trish LaRose, Come On On My House. Inspired by the brilliance of legendary one-woman shows from the likes of Bette Midler and Chita Rivera, Trish LaRose weaves story and song into a show filled with heart, sass, and laughs. Backed by a stellar six-piece band, Trish invites you on a candid, eclectic journey about life as a New Yorker, becoming a mother, and discovering her inherent connection to Puerto Rico goes deeper than she could have imagined. Trish leaves no stone unturned with a diverse song list spanning Sondheim to Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, and Rosemary Clooney. Times and tickets for the show are, as always, at caperep.org. 
So we haven't talked much to people from Cape Rep this summer, and that's been on me, but I'm delighted to have three of them um, interviewing today to talk about um, Cape Rep's newest upcoming show. I've got Maura Hanlon, Trish LaRose, and Brian Knowlton. Thank you guys so much for being here on Arts Week today. Thanks for having us, Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Thanks for having us. Hi. It's a delight to see you, although my audience isn't seeing you, and certainly to hear from you. So um, let's talk about this show. How did this come about, and what do we need to know? <laughs> and there's silence. I love it. All right. I'll try it. <laughs> this, this is Mo. Um, uh, for years, Trish and I have been talking about Trish doing a one-woman show. Um, she's done a one-woman show in the past, Trish LaRose's Bulletproof. But um, we've been talking about collaborating on something for, it feels like a very long time. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Bette Midler at the Continental Baths. We were talking about Cheetah's one, Cheetah Rivera's one-woman shows. Trish has is such a remarkable performer, um, such an incredible vocalist, brilliantly funny human being. And it's just something we've talked about a lot over the years and circumstances sort of came together to make this be the right time for her to take audiences on a musical journey. Wow. Okay. Interview over. I think. Yeah, we're, we're done. done. Thank you. We're done. <laughs> That's why I just looked to you like, and you can answer now. Um, I, back in the summer of uh, August or uh, 22, Janine uh, Perry, who's the artistic director at Cape Rep, um, approached me about, um, do you feel like it's time to uh, write something? And I did. I felt like the timing was right. And uh, I'm very excited to to share this with our audiences. So, so let me ask you, when you say the timing was right, what do you mean by that? I think what, just going off of what Mo said, it was there were just certain circumstances in my life, certain periods of... Um, things that have happened that I felt were interesting to talk about and share um, with the audience. You know, even still looking at the script and um, tweaking things, I have to kind of shut off that voice of like, oh, who's gonna care about this? And why are you doing this? I just, uh, I'm really going with the feeling that it, it really feels like the time I'm ready to be vulnerable and share different aspects of my life. And um, yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> Sounds like the timing is right. And Brian, you did the choreography for this. How how did how did you get involved? And um, what's been inspiring you as as you work with Trish? Um. So Trish and more. I'm sorry. And and Mo because she's directing it as well. I should have said that. Um. So Trish and I met 17 years ago uh, through a mutual friend of ours, and. Um, you know, we hadn't spoken in a bit, but we follow each other, you know, uh, on social media and so forth and so on. And so she called me up back in April or May and asked if I'd be interested in participating in her one woman show. And of course, she, after she told me all the details, I jumped at the opportunity um, not only to work with Trish, because uh, we've never worked together and this is our first time actually working together artistically, but uh, I love the explorative idea of like self-discovery um, and what that looked like for her over the course of her journey. And, you know, this 
while we've been in process, it's been amazing to watch the script sort of evolve into a more in-depth conversation about how, you know, how an audience member can actually be a part of this because everybody goes through self-discovery. We're always constantly on a journey, you know, whether that's, you know, together or separately. And then by the end of the play, we get to explore the idea of this, this idea of community, which also kind of ties into, into the story. So it's been, it's been great to be a part of it. And this is my first time at Cape Rep and I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Brian said community, because that's Mm -hmm. such an important part of the word. You know, no matter how you slice it, the the years of COVID made us feel separate from our communities. And Janine commissioning Trish to create this piece um, as part of our community, as part of the Cape Cod community, um, it's a remarkable opportunity to be able to sit in a room with someone and have this intimate conversation together through music, through conversation, through choreography, um, with a six-piece band, and two backup singers. It's just, it's a very cool experience to watch someone share, because we all need that sense of community, that sense of belonging. And um, we're all artists, Jeanette, you're an artist. You have to get things out, right? No matter what, it has to come out. And the fact that Trish is letting it out in a room of people is just thrilling. Thank you, Clementine. I would also think it would be a little scary um, because you're making yourself vulnerable, not just to your community as you put it together, but then to Lord only knows who will be, be coming to, to to see it. What does that feel like, Trish? You know, it's a, a, a bit of a roller coaster for sure. I feel um, that I really am nothing without the people and the team behind me to create the, to make this happen, to, to see it through, to see it visualized. And I, I can't help but feel like, um, again, it kind of comes back to just timing. I, I, it's almost like what Mo was saying, just needing to get it out. Um, again, I don't know how it'll land on any given night, uh, with certain people, but I think it's just about trusting what I want to say and, uh, what I want the audience to feel. And um, yeah, I'm trying to quiet the voice of uh, the doubt of like, you know, but I I really feel, um, I feel ready. I feel ready to share this. Oh, and the music is amazing. I, you know, I was driving yesterday and I said, anything else, if anything else, the music's really good. (laughs) (laughs) My play, my song choices were very good. Very good. Very, very good. I mean, Oh my God, it's just so thrilling to hear. We, we were working on, I don't want to tell you the opening number, but it's from a very famous, iconic, classic Broadway musical yesterday. And to be in the room with that material uh, and with choreography and with singers and with, with the dancers, and the, it's, it's thrilling to be in the material, in the room with the material that Trish has put together to sort of, you know, intuitively take you through her her story. If I can just riff quickly on just being a doing a new work, it, it it again is so much about who is around me. Um, Brian yesterday 
you know, it, before we started really, you know, has a beautiful speech about being safe in the room and being, you know, you can fall, we will get through this, you are safe, we're going to do this together. And really, everybody beside me, it, I feel I do, I feel very safe to, you know, uh, to fall and to get back up and change things. And uh, so it's, uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'd love to talk a little bit about the process because I think a lot of my listeners um, aren't going to understand this, the sort of way that something like this comes together. It is you, Trish, but it's not just you as you, as you just been talking about. So what, what order do you do it in? So do you think, here's the story I want to tell, here's some music that goes with it. Here's some movement that goes with that music, or do you choose the music first and sort of weave the story around the songs that you want to do? How, how does that process work? That's a great question. Um, so the stories that I wanted to tell were definitely, there's one in particular, um, where I'm I'm adopted and I do um, end up finding my birth parents. So that is a big part of the storytelling. Um, and so there, and there were other moments of just my time in New York and there were, there were stories I wanted to tell. What most came easily was the song list. I really just listened to a, a bunch of things. And when the lyrics started to make sense about what I wanted to tell, I, I feel like the music came very quickly. And then the script writing came through that, which I'm not, I wouldn't fancy myself a writer. So that's kind of been the biggest challenge. Um, and also finding the right voice for that. What's best suited for me to tell the story. It's about the connection to the audience, allowing myself to feel connected to them. Um, but yeah, there are so many moving parts. So the music was important just because Michael Dunford is our musical director and has assembled some of the finest musicians. I am so incredibly grateful. Um, they are, they work all the time and they're very busy. Um, so I'm so grateful. Um, but getting the material to them was key. Um, we have horns, there's, you know, Michael's on drums, Missal on keys. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts, but yeah, I, yeah. Story and music were kind of the jump off. And, and Mo, I'm interested in, um, I mean, obviously you're a seasoned director, but a lot of the time you're taking works by people you don't know and working with them. And here you are taking a work that's been created by the person that you're directing. Um, I wonder how that feels and how that works and, and, and what sort of um, interactions you have while you're doing that. Amazing, right? Twice in one season, I directed my son's world premiere musical. And this is in true. The- yes, yes. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's a scary place to be for me because I want to honor the work of these people and support them and not mess it up. You know, and I, I poor Brian, he was in London and we're having these meetings and I'm like, I don't want to mess it up. I don't. I've never done this before. It's like every doubt that. You, exists in a human being in an artistic in a maker comes out before you start any process at least for me yeah, every right. single yeah. doubt like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I'm doing so I just I'm trying really hard to step back and support Trish in in her uh journey through this musical memoir musical journey whatever you want to call it um keeping her 
it's about clarity, right? My job is to make sure that I can guide through things um, in a way that lets it be clear. We keep saying, you don't have to be so on the nose. You can dramatize this. It doesn't have to be like right there. You can, you can theatricalize things. So my push is more toward how can we heighten this in a way that makes it more theatrical and not Trish, you know, sitting over a martini with someone having, telling her story. Because it isn't that. It's not like, well, once upon a time I was born and I found, it's not that. It's right. like, oh my God, there's a song and here's a song and here's a song and here's a song. Um, so it's a really unique kind of experience. It's scary because I don't want to let her down. Well, I have to say, I, 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 it, Mo and I have worked together for many, many years. She's one of my dearest friends and my mentor. And so she was a lot, just like Brian, just like almost everybody that is collaborating on this were I had I had to work with them um I trust them everybody so so much and I because there are so many changes that are happening I needed a person that I trusted and that could artistically get me there and this whole past first week was table work and looking at the script and talking about it and figuring out different you know moving parts around um so, you know, it, it all feels new for us. And I think just going into that collectively and being like, hey, like this is a new experience for all of us. We're figuring this out. Um, so the more positive and uh, that we can be about it, it's great. I think even for the musicians, it's a it's a different too. experience, you know, that's um, but they seem really excited about oh. it. <laughs> well, so, yeah. To be able to play for such a talented vocalist is a but and thing. but they're it's like a very it's a, uh, again it's a very warm collaborative effort. And we yeah. have amazing designers like Ryan yes. get again, yes. who again is a very dear friend. Yep. We sat down early, early in the summer when he was here designing a man of no importance and uh had a, and with Daisy Long, our lighting designer, to sit with the designers early on in the process and say, we want to feel like you're coming into a club. We want it to feel like you're coming into Trisha's boudoir. There's a privacy about transforming the space. And because Ryan knows Trish, you just get this, this different approach to the whole thing in a, in a way that is very beautifully theatrical. And uh, it's, it's, the design is beautiful. Yeah. Both, both Ooh. personal and theatrical, it sounds like there's a richness there. I want to come back to something you said, Mo, because it's interesting. Um, I've had, I've had an experience, well, I've constantly having this experience with other writers, and especially um, in a poetry workshop that I'm in, where a, a writer will offer a poem that is inspired by their life or, or something that's going on for them. And when it's critiqued, we'll then say, well, no, um, I had to include that because that's the way it happened. Or, you know, yes, I, I, you know, I can't say that because that didn't happen. And and to to make that 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 jump from here's the autobiography, here's the list of dates and events. And here's the way that can be interpreted and modified for to touch other people, whether it be a reader or an audience, um, I think is is tricky, but it's really necessary. And it sounds like you've really taken that into consideration to make it something that's artistic as well as a sort of memoir. Yeah, it, it has to be, right? So that it has the more universal, everyone's gonna see themselves in the experience of Trisha's story. Right. Um, and that's the power of live theater, right? You're, you're going through this story together, connecting to a story together in a room and um, it, 
And it's more freeing for her to not have to feel like it has to be on the nose, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, you honor the truth and then you stray from it. That's the nature of art. It's It comes from a kernel of truth and then you blow it up into this thing. And, um, you know, if you went back to, you know, Trisha's life from the time that we, we start the play to where we finish, that would take, you know, Trisha's life. <laughs> Trisha's life. So in order to dramatize it, you know, you have to sort of pick and choose how you navigate certain situations and, and in turn, think about the audience, you know, usually, you know, you're working on, you know, sh a show in New York or a tour or something, you know, you'll have a dramaturg that's going to help you come in and sort of cut and paste and, you know, put things in different places to sort of help make the uh, make the audience accessible to the piece, you know, but that's what's so clever is, you know, that you have these two artists and, you know, having the, the writer on like on the property to be able to say, oh, I can do this or whatever. And that collaboration between, you know, director and, and the writer, that's where you can, you know, pinpoint exactly where you want to get into a story and get out of a story very quickly. But still, again, like I said before, make it accessible to, to the audience. Well, it's interesting too, because like there are, we'll get to these songs and you, you just want to hear Trish sing this song, right? So we're sitting here there's this song and I'm like, it's this song. And we had early meetings with Michael Dunford and uh, Trish and Janine and, and me and Masao was playing the piano. We're like, this is the climax of the story. That song's not in the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because we found another song and the way she interprets it, it does more than what that song was doing. So it's, it's new work, man. It's yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're working on a new piece, like Mo and I've talked about this a bunch of times, you know, you can't be married to anything. You have to let it go in order to let the piece serve itself, you know? So you can't be like, Oh, this is my favorite song or blah, blah, blah. If there's another song that comes in there and you know, it'll knock the socks off the piece, you know, then you go for it, you know, but being married to anything won't service the piece. You gotta have have the freedom and allow it to be a more open experience rather than regimented. That one, two, three. That's not how a new our new work works. You know, you look at shows like Hamilton or Les Mis or any of those shows. They went through so many pieces of the process to to get to where they were. You know, Ragtime and you know went to Canada and was there for like six months before it came to Broadway. You know, so. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine also that if you do have a tendency to get married to a particular piece and stick with that, um, it changes the whole of it, doesn't it? Because it changes the story. It kind of skews it because you've insisted on this piece being part of it when it doesn't feel like it works anymore. Right. And I, I would say that I would probably across the three of us, probably any any artist that you know, that we know inside when we're when something isn't the right thing to do and even if we don't know what the solution is it's always like gonna nag at us i i wrote a play that we did the world premiere for here and i'm like oh i still mess that up i should try to fix that it's just it's a thing right you know so you know this song that she should sing every day forever because it's so good wasn't the right the right thing to do in this moment 
and that honestly hurts, doesn't it <laughs> don't tell the musicians that <laughs> yeah. new song was no, they get it they get it okay <laughs> no it is it's very freeing and it's kind of seeping into my 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 life just to be able to um you know be free and 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 take things out and put things in and and uh tell the story the the way that it should be told and she's funny. <laughs> Brian, I'm wondering if um, knowing Trish as well as you do influences the way that you work with her. And I and I'm thinking that, you know, in obviously there are good ways that 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 would enrich the process. But also, I would think that, again, as we've been saying, there might be things that you have felt like um you know, should be included because it's part of your experience with her and how you've contributed to that process and then how that's translated into movement. So when Trish first uh, approached me about the the project, she she said that she wanted, the number one thing she said is that she wanted to be challenged. She wanted to push herself dance-wise. And so when I heard that, and, and knowing her and her talents and that it's her voice that everybody is so used to, I was like, okay, so how do we utilize her facility to create something that will kind of surprise the, her, you know, the audiences here at Cape Rep. And so, you know, um, the process for us here is that I've been workshopping all the material while I've been away for other work. Uh, in London. And what I've been doing is I've been sending, I've been recording myself doing the choreography, sending it off to that, uh, to the production team here and saying, okay, does this work? And, you know, if we need to make adjustments, we can, you know, and so then, so that we could get ahead on the project. And then once I come here, you know, I'm here for, for the week, um, you know, it's all about Trish and, and her body. I'm not the person that has to get up and do, and do the thing. She has to do this every, you know, eight times a week or whatever, how many times a week you all are doing it. But, you know, for me, it's, it's about how her body moves. Yesterday when we were in rehearsal, we found like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't look good. Or she'll be like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> so we've adjusted it according to, to what's going to work on her and what's going to be able to tell the story better, you know? And so that's, you know, that's been really cool to see her, explore another side of herself that I don't think she maybe necessarily is used to doing all the time, you know, here and there, maybe sprinkles, but this is really showcasing her in a really, really fantastic way. 100% because I, that was early on from the very beginning. She was like, I really want to show people something that they don't expect. Mm -hmm. And so it was always about, we need to find the right choreographer. We need to find the right person. Someone who understands the flavor of what this story is. And that is so Brian. Oh my goodness. I can't even tell you. I manifested that one. Yeah, I tell him. I knew he was the right person. I knew it. Uh, I just following his career on social media. And when we first met, we had a very strong connection and he's just always stayed in my heart. So seeing him just soar in his career, in his, in his life, um, I couldn't stop thinking that I was like, this is, I, <laughs> I mean, he literally walked in the same places. So yeah, I just, he was, he was absolutely first choice, only choice. So, you know, everything aligning so beautifully. I am so grateful. 
Um, I just remember writing on, I think I told you this, <laughs> a pizza box being like, Brian Knowlton. Uh, <laughs> these are all the songs that I just <laughs> want to talk to him about. He must choreograph. Um, and and it, I'm just so glad it worked out because he is absolutely the right person. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, I want to tell honor. people a little bit about specifics here. We're talking, of course, about the one woman musical journey, Trish LaRose, Come On to My House. And it is at Cape Rep, October 19th through November 12th. That's Thursdays through Saturdays at 7.30, Sundays at 2. And um, October 20th is our always favorite Pay What You Can Friday. <laughs> Everyone loves that. Um, let's just end with each of you saying one thing that you think that um, people either reason why people should come and see this or a gift that this show is going to give to its audience. Mo, do you want to start? She's sure. got a panic to look on her face. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm sure you can see it over the radio. Uh, honestly, I, I want the audience to sit in this room and go, oh my God, I'm sitting in this room with this astonishing amount of talent right here on Cape Cod. That's, that's for me. Perfect. Yeah, I think all along, it's just goes back to that connection and having, you know, the audience step into the theater and feel transported into my world and kind of just go along the journey with me, relax. There is a bar as well. We'll have beer and wine so everyone can enjoy themselves and feel really comfortable. And, you know, it really is about having uh, everybody feel like they're in my living room and uh, we can go through this together. Uh, I would say that it's um, it's about the audience being inspired by such remarkable artists. Um, you know, when you come see this piece, I think you'll you're gonna you're gonna see us. Everyone will be able to see a sense of themselves in this story at one point or another, and, and find that relatable, and then can leave being inspired, feeling good. Yeah, good. We we could certainly all use that right now. Well. Trish LaRose, Maura Hanlon, and Brian Knowlton, thank you so much for being my guests on Arts Week. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you for having us. And thanks to everyone for listening in. This has been Arts Week on WOMR. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. I'll see you here next time. Goodbye for now. Au fait, j'ai voulu te téléphoner pour te demander allo quelque chose quoi.